0: Before we start today's video, I want to give a shout out to my newest Patreon supporters in the Overworked Detectives tier, C Done and Ghost SL7. Thank you very much for supporting me and the stories that I make. And since we're on the subject of Overworked Detectives, let's get on to part two of the holiday tapes A Girl with No Lips. So how has work been, Anthony? Busy. I haven't had much time to myself lately, if I'm being honest. And what about your dreams? Are you still having them? Yeah, I'm still having them. Are they getting better? Worse? Well, they were starting to get better. Starting to go away. I guess things were getting so hectic at work that... I didn't really have time to think about her. You know? The girl with no lips I told you about. But... Recently the dreams have been coming back. How often do you have them now? Just about every night. Have you been thinking about the girl? Yeah. Why? What happened? I got called into a crime scene not long ago. Something about a meth lab. Which I thought was weird because it's not my department. But anyway, I show up. And when I get there, it's the works. Tubes, beakers, boilers, the whole thing. Along with a bunch of chemicals they say I used for manufacturing drugs. And why not? I don't know anything about this stuff. So I go to the supervising officer and I say, what the hell am I doing here? He just looks at me and says, I think you need to see something. He takes me upstairs, and we walk all the way down the corridor to the back room. Then he points at the door and nods his head. Confused, I go inside. And before I can even begin to think about what I'm looking for, the smell hits me. (coughs) That same smell from when I took the tarp off that girl. It was horrible. I couldn't see anything in the room because it was too dark. So I took the light out on my phone. I'm looking around at the walls, but I don't see anything. Then I look down on the floor. And there isn't anything there either. Finally, I see something. A dark red patch sitting in the middle of the room. It extends toward the back. And I can tell by the drops and splatters that it's blood. I follow the trail. And in the back of the room, on the floor, handcuffed to the radiator, is a severed, human arm. I knew it was hers the second I saw it. The shredded flesh at the shoulder matched perfectly. I didn't need to check twice. With the amount of blood, I could tell this is where she died. And with the splatters everywhere, I could definitely sense foul play. Anyway, the arm matched the body. And I was right about her lips. They found him in her stomach shortly after. Just when I was starting to forget, think less about this girl this shit pops up and now it's a criminal investigation I know the department wants me to brush this one under the rug and chalk it up to homeless drug addicts being homeless drug addicts but I know there's more going on here what makes you so sure? I just know it something isn't right all the blood in that room, the arm cuffed to the radiator, everything just seems unnatural. A person nearby the scene also told me something concerning. Go on. I was calming the area afterwards, talking to people, looking for anyone who might know something about that place but no one could tell me anything. It wasn't like people were tight-lipped or scared to talk, but they really seemed to know nothing. I noticed there were a lot of homeless people in the area, and one of them was looking at me strange. He had this kinda... halfway smile, with a weird look of confusion. I know he overheard me asking questions earlier, And when he started to approach me, I thought, oh shit, here we go. I mean, I could tell right off the bat that this guy was dog shit crazy. He was one of those kind of homeless guys you'd see on the train. And know not to make eye contact with, you know? The one saying all kinds of crazy shit. Talking to everyone and no one at the same time. Yeah, that's him. And he's walking up to me. Before he gets too close, I say, hold up, pal. And he says, they're not making drugs in there. I say, what? And he goes, they're making an army. I said, who's making an army? He said, the red men. I asked, why are they making an army? And he says, to kill whoever's left. Then he says it again to kill whoever's left, then again, this time louder, and again, even louder, and crazier. Now he's just repeating it over and over, kill whoever's left, kill whoever's left. I couldn't take it anymore, I had to get out of there. He cackled like a psycho as I was walking away, but I didn't care, I just needed to leave. I know testimonies like his don't exactly hold up in court but I don't know I couldn't help but feel like something he was saying might have been true that he knew something I didn't and there was a reason why he knew but no one else did so yeah the girl the dreams every night